So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having a fantastic day. And uh, I just wanted to say, again, thanks to all of you who have been supporting the book, supporting the podcast, um, those of you who have joined Deep Clean recently. We have had, um, I don't know, just like incredible amounts of support, encouragement, ratings, reviews, and influx. It's been so much fun. We are growing like crazy here, and I just want to say thanks. And if you have maybe recently, you know, stumbled across the podcast one way or another, then hey, welcome. Thank, thank you for listening. I'm really glad you're here. You're part of our community, part of our listenership that is literally reaching uh, dozens of countries every single day. We are about to cross the 30,000 download threshold. In fact, by the time this comes out, it's quite possible we've already crossed it. And we've only been around for, I guess, 10 months, is it? I think, I think March is 10 months. So it's been a wild ride and just tons of fun. I, I love a lot of the things I do. I really enjoy coaching. I love creating the courses and the programs. That's super fun for me. I love speaking on other podcasts. I love interviewing. I have an interview coming up on probably one of the biggest morning shows in Canada. And I enjoy all of that. It's super, super fun. But there's something for me about just hitting record here getting a chance to talk to you guys. I always just imagine like I'm in a living room, we're just having a chat. I, I wish that we could and I could kind of get your real-time feedback. To me, that would be probably the only thing that could be better than doing this podcast the way we do it. But I'll also say as I love this and the fact that you guys tune in with me on a regular basis just means the world. If you haven't yet, I encourage you to hit subscribe. Make sure that you get these delivered to your feed every day. And, you know, if you're new here and you're wondering, Sathya, are you like some crazy maniac that just loves putting out content? Why on earth are you doing a daily podcast? It's very simple. When I struggled with porn, I needed encouragement every single day of my life. And I wish I could do a, a, an actual daily podcast where it's, you know, Monday to Sunday, but I take weekends off. That's part of my philosophy, and you'll probably catch that as you keep listening. But I am I am trying to provide you as much encouragement as regularly and steadily as possible because I think it's a, just a, a crucial part of the recovery journey. And I think the more uh, the more voices you have in your head that are driving you towards that place of recovery, the more effective you're really going to be. So I hope it's a blessing to you. Thank you guys again for listening. Today we're talking about the catch-22 of introspection. This is a really interesting concept, something I've been very uh, aware of the last probably six to eight months. And I'm going to set this up sort of on a broader recovery element, and then we'll talk about sort of the, the specifics and the nuts and bolts. When you embark on a healing journey, uh, presumably not a physically physical healing journey, but spiritually, mentally, emotionally, relationally. At some point, you will have to take a look within and better understand yourself and why you do the things you do, why you feel the way you feel, why you perceive things a certain way. And much of it 
is going to point back to previous parts of your life. Maybe not all of it, but parts of it. And I believe it was Sigmund Freud who actually coined the term introspection. I could be wrong about that, but he was certainly a big player in the concept, which is that we we must look within ourselves to better understand our responses and to make adjustments accordingly so that we can grow. Introspection is incredibly valuable. You know, I'll, I'll give you an example. My wife and I have been living in Jamaica for the last six months. We have loved our time here and it's coming to an end. Here in Jamaica, the climate around COVID is very relaxed. I mean, you have to wear masks indoors at the time of this recording, which is, you know, middle of March 2022. But, you know, the vaccination rate is very, very low. People are not trusting the government here. There's there's not really a lot of concern about catching it. It's just the mask mandate is the only thing that's kind of made it through. There's no vaccine passports, nothing of the sort. We're going back to Canada. That is our home and native land. And... In Canada, the restrictions are opening up for the most part, but there's still a lot of apprehension around people who don't have vaccines because, um, well, because, you know, Canada is 90% vaccinated. So there's just a bit of a, a divide there. And it's really caused some complications for our plans returning because of quarantine rules and certain people being comfortable being around us and certain people not. And I, I am vaccinated. I chose to get the vaccine. Uh, my wife has not. And that's been another interesting dynamic. I totally support her decision in case you were wondering. I'm not. Um, I'm, I'm just about people making a choice about what's best for them. And um, for me, getting the vaccine made it a lot easier for me to travel. That was the main motive. Um, and for her, she didn't have that motive to travel, so she didn't get it. And I don't blame her. I think that's totally fine. Um, but all this to say is, I had a blow up with uh, some members of my family chatting through our little situation. And when I blew up at them, I, I realized I'm really frustrated. Now, I have uh, over the years built in some pretty good responses so that even in the moment when I'm frustrated, it's very rare that I fly off the handle. And like I was at my boiling point. So um, like in the past, I would say Sathya five years ago, seven, eight years ago, probably would have flown off the handle, said a bunch of things he regretted, brought up, you know, really um, unfair parts of other people's past and decision making and held it against them in the moment. And I, I, I have that thing in me, like I can get really nasty. And I, like I said, I, I don't really do that anymore, like by God's grace and by some learning. But it doesn't change the fact that I got really frustrated. I raised my voice. I started kind of questioning things and, you know, I, I didn't handle myself fully appropriately. So I had to go take a couple minutes the next day. Um, in fact, I actually took more than a couple minutes. I took, um, I think I took a day or two, but I journaled about it. And in my, in my processing, my introspection, if you will, I'm trying to evaluate why did I get so frustrated? Like it was probably a level five or six situation, but Sathya had a level 12 response. So what's the deal here? What is, what's the discrepancy here between the six and the 12? And in my, in my kind of processing and in my introspection, I realized, oh, actually this incident um, landed on some previous incidents that I had with the same family members around COVID earlier on, where they were, again, just very cautious around the rules. I am, I've been somewhere in the middle where there's certain rules where I'm like, yes, we'll follow that. That makes sense. And other rules where I'm like, that just seems way too much. I don't think I can get on board with that. 
And I realized that I had been harboring some resentment. Uh, it was a very small, it was a, a minute thing. Like it wasn't a blow up, but it was just small enough that I was, I had harbored it. And so now another incident has come. It's very similar. The feelings are the same and it's poking on that issue. I could not have made this discovery without introspection. And introspection allowed me to understand my shortcomings, my fallibilities, and the parts that I really needed to look after. I needed to figure out why am I so frustrated? Why am I holding on to this resentment? What's the truth in this situation? What do I need to maybe forgive people for? Uh, are there some lies I'm believing about you know, where I fit into my family, how I relate with these individuals, and, and really bringing these things before God, doing some processing on my own, coming back to um, to these family members and saying, look, I'm really sorry for the way I handled myself. It was totally inappropriate. I want you to know this is why. You guys had actually done something a little while back. I didn't bring it up because it was pretty small, but it turns out I was actually harboring some resentment. I'd like to just talk it through. Would that be okay? And we, we had a great conversation. Everything's good. We're gravy. Not a big deal. But again, you, you reach this place because of introspection, uh, a willingness to just look within try to understand what happened, how did it happen, why is it happening, and then learn and grow and heal and advance in your relationships. That is the beauty of introspection. The difficulty and the catch-22 of introspection is that if you, if you do too much of it, it actually does more harm than good. We have we have witnessed people in our program, and this is why we talk about it, and it's it's one of my pillars for going into your past, is that we only look at your past long enough to learn. So our job is not to go back and try to fix every single little mistake that's ever happened. Um, you know, when you do something that that draws some extra attention or elicits a, a poor response, you don't have to whip out your journal and and you know go at it for three hours to get to the bottom of it. And there, there's some sort of balancing act that we must do to, to understand the value of introspection, but to be sure that we never do so much of it that we are constantly trying to, you know, right the wrongs of the past, that we're constantly trying to uncover trauma and heal, that we're, we're not, you know, constantly feeling anxious because it's like, oh my gosh, if there's another thing and I need to go and take care of that. And if I don't, then I'm not going to be a secure person. And we have seen our clients fall into these kinds of pits of despair because they have just simply become too introspective. So for you in your recovery journey, my dear listener, my dear friend, what I want you to understand is Yes, you will need to introspect. You will need to try to understand yourself a little bit better. Some people don't really like the use of that word, but I'm I'm quite comfortable with it. And all I mean is you might have to just simply look within and ask, what's going on? Better understand the emotions, the perceptions, the feelings, the thoughts, the beliefs, the paradigms, and, and everything within it. What is going on? And, and the better you can understand that, the more likely you are to make good decisions and have a healthy and fulfilling life. That's just a reality. But be very careful that you do not become introspective at the expense of being present in the moment. Okay, listen to that really carefully. Do not become so introspective that it costs you being present in the moment. 
when we are doing healing with our clients, so, you know, a client is working through an issue from the past and this, this will come up in our, you know, group coaching calls sometimes. So it's like, okay, yeah, that's a really, you know, very interesting situation. T- typically it is like we, we, in some ways we've heard everything under the sun and in some ways every single situation is different, you know, and the details are different. The people involved are different. The responses are different. So it's, it's really interesting that way. And when we hear it, we're, we're going, okay, yeah, that's, that makes sense, Um have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? We're, we're trying to point out different parts where it's like, hey, you might need to look at this more. But all of that is sort of the, the secondary element that we're trying to work on so that we become more integrated people that are present in the moment and respond in a healthy way on a regular basis. And so it, that is the goal. We're, we're, not, we're not trying to get um, obsessed with the past so much so that we're not present here in the moment. And we don't want to get dragged down through introspection by what could have been, what we should have done differently, the, all the different traumas and instances that we need to forgive people for. We don't want to get bogged down in either of those. We simply want to, want to dive in there, do our work, come out, and get back in the present. That's always the goal. So if you're spending more time dwelling on the past, if you're not able to really enjoy a moment because you're thinking about, um, you know, an incident in the past or something, something, something that, um, you know, happened before that you haven't forgiven people for, you haven't resolved it fully or whatever, then you might need to take a step back and say like, okay, either number one, I'm just going to set aside some time in my day where I'm actually going to go look at that. So it's kind of um, compartmentalized a little bit. Again, much easier for some people to do that than others. But again, you can kind of shelf it, compartmentalize it and say, yeah, I'm going to go look at it then. I'm not going to worry about it now. The other thing you might need to do is you might need to just take a break. So my wife did a couple years of trauma therapy. She has complex PTSD. And, you know, working through that is hard work. The sessions were intense. And I still remember after one session, she was in tears after her session. And I was like, oh, usually you're like, sometimes she's exhausted, but she's never like in tears after a session. She cries during them. But afterwards, usually she's either happy or she's tired or some combination of the two. And I was like, what's wrong? You know, babe, what's going on? And she was like, babe, I can't do another session. Like, I'm just, I'm done. I'm done dealing with the past. I'm done, you know, reliving all these terrible moments. Like, I'm done. I don't want to do it anymore. And I was like, yeah, well, you know what? You've been doing this for two years. So I, I get it. Let's let's put a pause on that. And, you know, she she went back and saw her therapist occasionally when when things would pop up or she felt like she needed it. But again, it was just it was just understanding, yeah, you know what? There was a season here where maybe we had some concentrated attention on the past. I think that season's over, you know, and we'll continue to go back there when needed. So there, there's a bit of a discernment piece here that's required. And, um, you know, in another podcast, we'll talk a little bit more maybe about developing that discernment. But what I want you to hear loud and clear for now is, hey, be, be introspective. Understand yourself. We, we don't really use introspection in our language as much as we use the word self-awareness. Build self-awareness. But, but do not get so caught up in it that, uh, that it, it taints the lens at which you look at the present through. Make sure that when you are in the moment, that you're in the moment. And that if there's things coming up from the past, you jot them down, you make a note of them, you set aside time to deal with them later. Be present, be in the moment. The other thing that, um, I'll just mention one more thing. This might be a warning sign or an indicator that, okay, this is actually, uh, maybe you've gone a little bit too far, is when you start to explain other people's behaviors by their past or by their traumas. So, 
there, there's nothing wrong with that. But when you do it all the time and even little things, it's like, oh, yeah, there's probably something in their past or, oh, yeah, they told me about they did so and so such and such one time. And um, I wonder if maybe that's why they responded this way. Be very, very careful with those things. We don't want to write stories about other people that aren't true. And if you're starting to do that, I, I would just caution you that maybe you become a little bit too introspective yourself. Because remember, the way that we uh, judge others is always dependent on the way we judge ourselves. And so I find that if for me, if I'm often, you know, explaining people's behaviors or trying to make sense of them by, you know, maybe fabricating parts of their past or not fabricating, but, you know, connecting dots that are not necessarily there, trying to read between the lines, I find, oh my gosh, okay, I've gone a little bit too far here. I'm going to stop myself. And actually, if I'm doing that to them, it's probably because I'm doing it to myself as well. And and it might need to I need to it might mean I need to scale back. It might mean I need to forgive myself or you know show extend some self compassion. Different different solutions there. But all all I wanted to just get across today is there is a bit of a, a balancing act, a bit of a dance here, and I want to make sure that you guys are aware of that dance and that you dance as well as you possibly can, so that you uh, don't become too introspective and get lost but also that you don't negate the value of cultivating that self-awareness and really understanding your inner life because that is, it's the gateway to all recovery. It really is the way that this shakes down. So that's everything for today. I wanna thank you guys for listening. And if you want more great tips on the recovery journey, how to really look after yourself, how to do this thing well, and you want some support, maybe you want some coaching from me, I want to invite you to join Deep Clean Inner Circle. That's a free private community of men from around the world pursuing freedom just like you. I'm going to start doing live trainings there and I will be offering coaching. So if you are finding yourself um, stuck with something, you have a question you want to ask, we're in there every single day answering questions, responding to people. And if that's something you want to take advantage of, it's called Deep Clean Inner Circle. The link is in the show notes or you can just type in Deep Clean Inner Circle into Facebook. Thank you guys again for listening. Have an amazing day. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, it's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast, and you wanna show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.